0: listening to the sspx podcast we're happy to present true heroes a series of stories of the lives of the saints presented by father thomas tam behold i have given you power to tread upon serpents and scorpions and upon all the power of the enemy and nothing shall hurt you hello my friends and welcome to true heroes during this time of the pandemic i would like to discuss with you the true heroes of this world and how we can imitate them in our day-to-day life. Today we tend to go to the heroes the world presents to us. We are impressed by their dedication to saving mankind, but especially by their powers, and we visualize ourselves flying through the air like Superman, or controlling space and time like Doctor Strange, or having superhuman strength like Captain America. Some of us again may want to battle great beasts which look far superior to ourselves and defeat them by our own great power, knowing that we will conquer without difficulty. But what if I told you that people like this, these people that we like to visualize ourselves as and wish to imitate really exist, and they are far greater than these others we wish to imitate. What if I told you that we have accounts of persons flying through the air and others controlling space by being in multiple places at once? What if I told you that there are beings in this world which are so powerful that they could demolish the whole created universe in a matter of seconds, if only its creator would allow them? Why do we not rather look to them and desire to imitate them? rather than these other characters that the world will offer. Let us just take a few moments to consider the differences between these two groups, Jedi, superheroes, and the like, and the true heroes of our world, the saints. The first and most obvious one is that the saints really exist, whereas superheroes or Jedi or magical creatures do not. Believe it or not, The only place you will find superheroes is on your television screen, or in your comic books, or perhaps as a toy on your shelf. The saints lived in the same world you live in. They walked the same earth you walk on today. Their lives may have been, in some cases, very similar to yours and mine. The second difference is the source of their power. For superheroes and the like, Their power comes from some phenomenon, almost always an accident, and always coming from nature in one way or another, however strangely that may have come about. This is why in most cases, the characters can explain it away by some sort of scientific explanation. The saints all get their power from a different source. And can only use this power if they are humble enough to acknowledge the source from which this power comes. We are of course referring to God himself. No one can do these things except God and those to whom God gives that power. The third and last difference follows from the second. A person must be humble, virtuous if he is to be a true hero in this world. He has not given it by some accident, but is specifically chosen by God because of his virtue. Many of these people that the world presents to us as heroes are not very virtuous at all. Some of them, I would almost say most, are downright abominable when it comes to their moral life. And in some cases, the world will present this immoral lifestyle as praiseworthy. But we know better. We know that it is only by serving God that we become those heroes whom we should admire. From these videos, we want to see how we too can become saints, the true heroes of this world. This is the mission that God has entrusted to all of us. Yes, we are meant to be the superheroes of today's world by being saints and we can only be saints if we recognize we can do nothing without God and His almighty power. With this in mind, let us begin this adventure with open minds, preparing ourselves to go beyond what we usually would, seeking to please God in all things. Today, I would like to consider the life and legend of Saint George. The name George comes from Georges, meaning tiller of the soil or farmer in Greek. There is not much that is known historically about this saint, but we can still see what we can of his life, and see how we can imitate him in our own. Without further delay then, let us begin his story. George was born to Gerontius and Polychronia, a Roman officer and a Greek native of Leda in Cappadocia. Both were Christians from noble families of the Anici, and George was raised to follow their faith. When George was old enough, he was welcomed into the Roman Emperor Diocletian's army. By his late 20s, George became an imperial guard for the emperor at Nicomedia. The most well-known story we know of St. George is his legendary battle with the dragon. According to the legend, a terrible dragon had ravaged all the country around a city of Libya called Selina, making its lair in a marshy swamp. Its breath caused sickness whenever it approached the town, so the people gave the monster two sheep every day to satisfy its hunger. But when the sheep failed, a human victim was necessary, and lots were drawn to determine the victim. On one occasion, the lot fell to the king's little daughter. The king offered all his wealth to purchase a substitute, but the people had pledged themselves that no substitute should be allowed, and so the maiden, dressed as a bride, was led to the marsh. There St. George chanced to ride by, and asked the maiden what she did, but she bade him leave her, lest he also might perish. The good knight stayed, however, and when the dragon appeared, St. George, making the sign of the cross, bravely attacked it and transfixed it with his lance. They then returned to the city, bringing the beast with them, where St. George bade the people have no fear, but only be baptized, after which he cut off the dragon's head, and the townsfolk were all converted. The king would have given George half his kingdom, But the saint replied that he must ride on, bidding the king meanwhile take good care of God's churches, honor the clergy, and have pity on the poor. On February 24, 303 AD, Diocletian, who hated Christians, announced that every Christian the army passed would be arrested, and every soldier should offer a sacrifice to the Roman gods. St. George refused to abide by the order and told Diocletian, who was angry but greatly valued his friendship with George's father, who had passed away some years earlier. When George announced his beliefs before his friends, Diocletian was unable to keep the news to himself. In an effort to save George, Diocletian attempted to convert him to believe in the Roman gods, offered him land money, and slaves in exchange for offering a sacrifice to the Roman gods, and made several other offers that George refused. Finally, after exhausting all other options, Diocletian ordered George's execution. In preparation for his death, George gave his money to the poor and was sent for several torture sessions. He was lacerated on a wheel of swords, But still, George did not turn from God. On April 23rd, 303 AD, George was decapitated before Nicomedia's outer wall. His body was sent to Leda for burial, and other Christians went to honor George as a martyr. After his death, there are two apparitions of his recorded. The first was to the Christian army during the Holy War, before the Battle of Antioch. The success of this battle, proving fortunate to the Christians under Godfrey of Boyon, made the name of St. George more famous in Europe and disposed the military men to implore more particularly his intercession. The second was to King Richard I in an expedition against the Saracens, which he related to his soldiers. The soldiers being encouraged soon gained the victory over their foes. St. George is the patron saint of boy scouts and soldiers, as well as the countries of England, Portugal, and Germany. From the legend of St. George, we learn that anything is possible with God, even if our enemy be great and mighty by human standards. We can also see the dragon as symbolizing sin, and how even the greatest sin can be conquered through God's cross, as St. George demonstrates for us by making the sign of the cross before he enters into battle. I hope you all enjoyed this video and thank you so much for joining me. Let us all pray to St. George that he may give us the strength to overcome our sinful inclinations and vanquish our bad habits, replacing them with virtue and love of God. I hope you can join me tomorrow when we discuss the life of St. Fidelis of Sigmarigen. God bless you all, my friends. St. George Dragonslayer, pray for us.